0: exactly Dot .com right now for a discount so you can live Clairton Clear use as directed Hello guys and welcome back to happy and healthy. I am your host Janine Amopola and happy Tuesday you guys. I hope your day is going really really well. I'm feeling a little unmotivated today. Today has been a little bit of a slower start to say the least. So even if you think on Instagram I'm like misproductive queen. No. (laughs) <laughs> Sometimes I have my struggles in my days and today has been one of those days and I have not literally worked out in like probably the last two weeks. And so it's just been kind of one of the seasons in my life where just things have been crazy. Um, so if you're feeling that right now as well, you are not alone. Don't stress, but welcome back to the podcast. i super excited to have you guys listening today. If you click this title because you're like, ooh, I want to hear some dating tea, then girl or guy I got you. I'm super excited for today's episode because I love talking about dating. And I know that you guys like hearing about it as well. Like, I know that when I'm looking online or I'm listening to other podcasts or TikToks or whatever the case may be, I love watching the dating ones. I think it's super fascinating to hear what someone else has to say, different perspectives, and especially this perspective because this is common dating mistakes. Now, I know it's a little clickbaity, but I am going to go into some things that I think are big mistakes that A, I've done from my own experience. I'm you know giving you guys this advice of things to avoid, things I've seen friends do, things I've seen influencers do, things I've seen just overall that I'm like, oh, we should definitely avoid at all costs because this is dangerous and dating can really... It can hurt, like it can suck. If it's done poorly or do- done wrong, trust me, it ain't fun and it's just something that it's not really like worth playing games with because it does affect your heart and there's someone else involved as well. So for today's episode, we are going to do common dating mistakes and I'm just going to go through my list that I got right here. I just kind of whip these out and these are just things I thought of at the top of my head but things I commonly see consistently i see and i've seen a lot of people do them and myself so this is just some advice i'm not a dating expert but i do think i've been around the bend i've had a lot of experience i've learned a lot i've read tons of dating books i've interviewed people i've talked to a ton of people that are very wise and read their books and listened to their podcasts and done enough dating sermons At church and all that to feel like okay yeah like I think this is the right way now it may not be for you but I these are just my advice things I would personally avoid things that I don't try to do when I'm dating and I just think that these can have wisdom and discernment around them and I think other people would agree with me as well take it or leave it up to you but these are my common dating mistakes to avoid let's get into it baby Okay, so the first mistake I think a lot of people do and also been there done that is rushing into the relationship. I know that there's butterflies and it's fun. And in the beginning, you're like, oh, my gosh, this is my person. He's the one I'm going to marry him. And you let your mind jump 20 steps ahead when you're still at maybe step two and he's probably at step two I don't know but my number one advice is to avoid rushing into it avoid rushing into saying I love you avoid rushing into talking about marriage early on being super infatuated in the beginning there's all these butterflies there's all these sparks there's all these feelings there's all these emotions you're excited about the person I totally get that like a hundred percent But I really do think that there is wisdom and discernment within taking things slow, really giving everything time because true colors will always be revealed whether you like it or not within, you know, I've said this before. If you listen to my podcast within the first three to six months, even a little bit more than that, like you're still evaluating this person. You're seeing, are they who they say they are? Do they have fruit of the spirit? Are they godly? Um, is this person really a good person? Is this someone I actually enjoy? And so just not looking at the physicality, the outward appearance, just chemistry, sexual tension, all that stuff, looking at their Instagram and just diving into it because it's super easy in the beginning to be in the honeymoon stage and to be infatuated and all that will fade eventually, which sucks. Like it does like the honeymoon stage, all the butterflies, all the sparks like that fades. Now, unless you have like a really Awesome, awesome relationship. Like, I've heard of, of couples be like, still to this day, 10 years into our marriage, I still get butterflies, which I think is awesome. That's so cute. I, w- I want that for my marriage, of course. But the initial honeymoon stage roll, the sparks are flying, that will fade eventually. Um, so don't rush into it. Give everything time. Ask the good questions. Don't just like think like, oh, this is the one, this is the one, this is the one, like right off the bat. Like, especially if you only gone on like maybe two dates. Now, maybe if you think that, maybe if the Lord's told you that, that's awesome. But I wouldn't express that right off the bat. I wouldn't have it so set in your mind right away. Like this is my person. And like, I just love him and he's going to be my person forever. You know what I mean? So I just see a lot of couples really rush into things. They start dating like three weeks later. They've, you know, are saying, I love you, and they've ditched all their friends, which I'll get into. They're posting about each other, which I'll get into. Like, really give it time. You really want to see who is this person in multiple situations, circumstances. Have your friends evaluate this person, which I'll also get into. So um, just don't rush into it. Really give it time to see this person's true colors. Number two is dating in isolation. Oh, my gosh. I did this one time and it was not wise. And I really think dating in isolation is very, very dangerous. I just think that when you're alone and Jonathan Bacluda said this quote that every idea seems good in isolation. And so when you're alone and you have no one to bounce the ideas off of, you have no one to be like, Hey, help me process. Help me think, is this person good? Is this a person that is actually like worth pursuing? Is this someone that's of high value, high character? Um, do you think this person's a good idea for me? Should I go on a date? Should I keep dating this person? Like when we just start blocking everyone else out, that is when we find ourselves into situations that we're like, how the freak did I end up here? And it's because you stop listening to sound judgment. You stop listening to wisdom. Do you, you stopped listening to counsel discernment, people just being like, Hey, like that's a red flag. Hey, that person's not healthy for you. Hey, I just don't know if this is the healthiest, best thing, the best God-honoring relationship. And so you can end up in situations that are very dangerous and just not God's best for you when you date in isolation. So whenever you're dating, always let people in. Date within community. Have other people help you vet the situation. Have help. Have other people know where you're going, know that you're going on a date, know who the person is, show them their profile, show them like, hey, this guy, John, asked me on a date. What do you think? And it's not that you need to bend over backwards to your friend's opinions, but I do think it's wise to take their opinions into consideration. I just do. So whenever like I was going on a date, I was going on dates in the past and stuff. I would always let my roommate Maddie or my best friend Penny know like, Hey, I went on a date with this guy. Hey, this guy called me. Hey, this is where we're at. This is who he is. And that way they could be like, okay, cool. Like, we'll see where this goes, but they know who he is. Not that I've just been secretly dating this person for six months. And then all of a sudden they're like, wait, what? Like you have a boyfriend or like, who is this guy? And they have no idea. So I just really think it's super wise to have your friends. Meet the person. That's something that my friends and I like to do a lot is that if we're interested in a guy or we're dating or going on dates with a guy, we're like, hey, maybe we can plan, like, a group thing, like, on the fourth or fifth hangout to where your friend can kind of see them and you can scope it out and you can see how they interact with your friends and other people and in big group settings. Because sometimes when you're just one-on-one, you're not really seeing the true colors and the true, like, personality of that person so bring them around different different people different situations to really assess them I think that's super super wise and very very beneficial number three is dating right after a breakup now I see people do this all the time and I did this probably six years ago as well and it was not wise at all I know I've said this before but just jumping from one relationship to the next I just do not think is healthy um, you are still not healed you might be still in love with the other person you're using the other person as a means to get um, over the other person which I just think is very selfish it's not okay because that person may not know you know really how badly you've been hurt or uh, all that the all that the last relationship entailed and so if you think that another person's gonna heal your heart or solve your problems, you're wrong. I'm sorry to say that to you I just don't think that's wise. And so I just think it's super healthy to have moved forward, had some time to heal, had some time with just you and the Lord, time for you to get healthy, you to get back into community, for you to know yourself, for your heart to have time to grieve and to process the breakup. And I have podcasts about breakups and all that stuff. So make sure you guys go check that out about just how to do that well, because I just don't think it's wise just to jump into the next, because then you could be, you know, potentially projecting all these past hurts from the other person onto the next and bringing in all this like baggage and just hurts and fears and open wounds and just soul ties or whatever the case may be. And you could just potentially hurt this other person because you're not fully healed. And so I, I'm not saying that it can't work because I have seen relationships where someone broke up with somebody and they immediately got into another relationship and it actually did kind of work out, but I don't know if that's the healthiest thing. Like why make your relationship more complicated you know, exposing it to more potential, um, hurts and and potential barriers and boundaries to the relationship that just, you can't avoid, like, why not try to avoid them? Why not try to set up your relationship on the healthiest foot and foundation as possible? Like, why would you not want to do that? So I think that's just, The best thing you can do for yourself, your future marriage, your future spouse, whoever you're dating to just get healthy and whole before you start dating the next person. Number four is getting physical too quickly. I see this all the dang time, too. I personally think that this is my boundary is I said I was not going to kiss somebody until they were actually my boyfriend or girlfriend. Now, I have not done this perfectly in the past. There's been times when like I was probably, you know, going on fifth, sixth dates and this guy wasn't my boyfriend and we were kissing and it just wasn't smart in my opinion. Now that I look back, I'm like, dang, like I really wish I didn't do that. Like I really wish I valued kissing a little bit more. Now, that's my boundary is kissing. I will not do anything more with the person, but I still think even first, second, third, fourth date, that's up to you. But I don't know. I don't personally think that – I don't think that rushing into physicality is wise because it blurs lines. You start feeling maybe a little bit more attached. Um, You start being like, well, we're really kissing. And honestly, sometimes when you start kissing early on, you stop getting to know the person because you're just rolling around making out on the couch and you're not asking each other questions. You're not doing other things. You're kind of just sitting at home watching a movie making out. I just think that it's just not wise. So for me, my boundary was that I was not going to kiss somebody until they were officially my boyfriend or girlfriend. Wait, that didn't make sense because I'm only into guys <laughs> until they were officially my boyfriend. And that's still a value I uphold. And I'm really glad that I did because it does help keep things clear. It doesn't blur lines. It doesn't, you know, you see, okay, can this person be patient? Can they wait for me? Are they willing to respect my boundary? Did they have that boundary? Um, it just, I think it just clears a lot of stuff. And say you've been going on fourth dates and then suddenly you're just like, I just don't know if this is my person great. You haven't kissed them. You haven't given them something. You haven't like wasted that on somebody. And you can just be like clean hands. Like we're ending this clean and great. And without any complications and weird like attachments. And you can just be like, Hey, I'm so sorry. Like this just didn't work out. You know, thank you for your time. But I don't see us moving forward. Blank, Bum. boom, done. Bye. And, um, I just think n- rushing into anything physical, especially sex. I mean, y'all know my, my viewpoints on this. I am someone that waits till marriage. I think that's the wisest thing to do, but sex rushing into that way too early, I think is extremely dangerous because sex really does blur things. And a lot of people end up staying in relationships, staying with unhealthy people because of sex and girls are afraid to leave or guys are using girls for sex and vice versa, honestly. And so I just think, It's super wise to not rush into that. Wait, set a boundary, uphold that boundary. And if the person does not respect your boundary, bye bye I'm sorry. Like for me, I'm like, if you can't respect this, then you don't respect God, you don't respect me, and you don't respect yourself. I know it's kind of like a hot take, but I don't know. I've just seen it happen. Again, it's not, you know, a point blank period blanket statement for everybody, but I've just seen it happen time after time in my dating process. Number five is, this is just for me because I am a Christian, is people dating a non-believer. Now, if you are a believer, if you are a Christian, I do not think it is wise to date outside of your faith. So if you know this person is not a believer and you are a believer, to me, it's not even worth entertaining. Do not missionary date. Missionary dating is essentially when you're dating the person in hopes that they will become saved or that you can lead them to Christ Of course, you can plant seeds, you can pray for them, you can help them, you can lead them there, but I do not think you should be getting intimate with this person, you should not be crossing emotional boundaries with this person, you should not be physical, you should not be dating this person if they are not a believer. You can say, hey, I'm going to point you to the church, I'm going to point you to other godly men, I'm going to be praying for you from a distance, but I do not think it's wise for us to date. The Bible is very clear about this, very, very clear about do not be unequally yoked with a non-believer and just it's just not wise so if you are a believer I do not recommend dating a non-believer so I wouldn't even entertain a first date because I know some people they they start going to first date second date third date and then they're like oh he's not a believer but like now I like him and now we're getting intimate and now we're having all this fun and I just like I don't know it's so hard to break it off and you get into the sunken cost theory which the sunken cost theory is essentially that you've built all this equity into the relationship. It's so deep. You're so far deep in that. You're like, but we've already been dating for three months, six months, a year. Like I can't leave him now. And it's like, you, you can not actually like according to whom, why can't you leave him? But emotionally, you get super attached that you're getting so deep into it that you're so scared to leave. And now you've just kind of built this like relationship with this person. And you're like, uh, but like, maybe I can change them. Maybe I can save them. I just don't think it's wise. Again, for everything that I'm saying, I'm not saying that there's not, you know, a one-off thing or a one circumstance or situation that perhaps someone has saved their spouse or helped their spouse or helped someone they're dating. I just don't think that's the wisest ways to start off the relationship, because at least from what I've seen with people that have done this. One person is usually like a little bit slacking in their faith, in the faith aspect, just a little bit more. And that tends to pull you down. So you really want to find someone that's already there, already established. They already got their own walk with Christ. They already know Jesus on their own. They're ready in community. They're ready serving. They're ready. Like they love Jesus on their own and missionary dating. It's not fun. It's just not like I've tried it as well. It's not fun. And at some point, if you're a believer and you have this deep intimacy with the Lord, eventually it just doesn't add up. Like it doesn't line up. There's always something that just feels off because you can't go as deep with that person if they just do not understand something so intimate and huge in your faith and in your in your religion. And so well, to me, it's not really religion. It's like a relationship, but you see what I'm saying? Eventually it's kind of like, oh, there's just like, there's like a barrier, like it's a block and you're just like, dang, like you can only go so deep faith wise with that person because they just don't get it. Number six is codependency. Now, this is kind of like a little bit of a buzzword, but codependency is essentially being dependent upon this person for everything to where you don't even really know yourself anymore apart from this person. You rely on them for faith, for affirmation, for validation. You're with them 24-7. You don't even know who you are apart from this person anymore. You've glued yourself together with this person. When you're not even married, you're just dating, but like they become your entire world. And so this can look like ditching all your friends for this person because you're only with this person 24-7. All of a sudden you get in a relationship and you're like, bye. Sucks. Like, you got you guys suck. I'm out. I'm dating this guy now. And your friends are like, wait, what? Like, I've been friends with you for the last 15 years. And all of a sudden this, like, random, you know, dusty man comes along and now you just ditch me. Do not ditch your friends for a man or a woman. So I think codependency looks like that, that as soon as you get into a relationship – Everyone else becomes irrelevant and this person becomes your world and everything and like you spend all this time with them and you're obsessed and you're infatuated. You in some sense start losing yourself because you're so attached to what this person says about you, who they say that you are that you don't even know who you are apart from this person. When you're by yourself, you're like, oh my gosh. You get anxious. It's like that anxious attachment style to when you're apart from them. You're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I need to be back with them. You're like, miss you, I miss you, I miss you. I want to be with you. And you get like this weird, like, obsessive relationship. And I've seen that become just very, very unhealthy in a lot of people that I know. And so just be very, very careful because codependency is very, very dangerous. And there's tons of books, tons of resources about codependency. I know that I was like this at one point. I know I was and I read books and I uh, went to counseling for and I'm really thankful I dealt with that because now I feel like I'm very independent. Of course, I miss, you know, the person I'm dating. I want to be with them. But I also know myself. I know who God says I am first and foremost. I don't need this person to validate me sure affirmation is really kind and sweet and I love that in a relationship and that's one of my love languages but I don't need them to be like you're amazing and you're because I'm like I know who God says I am I don't need you to fill this hole or this void because I'm already complete with me and me and God alone but you're an addition you're a benefit to me and hopefully me as well to you because God did say in the Bible that it's not good for man to be alone and so there is a certain dynamic that's really healthy within that of how you guys complement each other. But we were never meant to complete each other. We were meant to complement each other. And so that's where codependency becomes dangerous is when you assume that that person's supposed to complete you. That's not how it is. So be careful to not ditch, you know, ditch all your friends, lose your own hobbies, your own things that you used to be doing for this person. Suddenly they become your entire world, everything that they're doing, you're doing. It's like, you need some, you need some, some time for yourself. You need your own independence, your own hobbies, your own thing, your own friend group. Like you need that. And of course, again, there, there does come a time where things start to merge. Be careful in the beginning and just in the relationship to just not lose yourself and just place all your hope and your identity and your value into this person. Because again, what happens when they leave? Say you guys don't work out. Suddenly you're like, who am I? What am I? What do I do? Like, oh my gosh, this person was my entire world. They were everything. And now I'm like, what do I do about church? Who are my friends anymore? What is like, what is, what is my work life look like? What does my time off look like? Because you ditched everybody So be very, very careful about codependency. Number seven is making that person like your God. So losing your own intimacy with God. Again, I've seen this happen a lot with people where people don't have a healthy boundary and a healthy separation between you and that person of your faith. And I've just seen a lot of people do this where like, They're reading the Bible together. They're praying together. They're doing all these devotionals together. They're going to church together. They're worshiping together. That everything becomes so, again, merged too early on when you guys are not one. You're not married. You're not in a covenant yet. Again, like you don't really know who God is for yourself because you... Think that this person is your spiritual leader when they're not yet. That's not the role that God has given them yet as a dating partner. That's the role that God's giving that person when you're married. And so sometimes, you know, you don't even know God for yourself. You don't even have your own intimacy with God for yourself. You're not spending time alone with God because every morning y'all are waking up, you're reading the Bible together, you're praying for each other. Like you need to have your own relationship with God. You need to have your own thing with God, your own walk, your own reading time, your own devotionals, your own Bible study. You can go to church together. Of course, you guys can worship together at church, but have boundaries within that to where you're not making this person your God because you can very easily – I've seen this happen. I've done this as well – where you make that person an idol in your life, where that person becomes your God. And so whenever you're dating – like this is my prayer always when I'm dating – is I have my hands open. I say, Lord, if this is the person you want for me, I pray you make it abundantly clear. You give me peace. You give me clarity. Other people see it. Other people around me are affirming it. Pastors are affirming it. Leaders are affirming it. My parents are affirming it. His friends, his parents, everyone around us is like, this is a good thing. This just makes sense. And so just being very careful that that person doesn't become your God and your idol. So I always want to have my hands very, very open To say, God, if this is the person you want for me, I pray there is favor. There's blessing and there is peace. And if that is not my person, he will show you. I promise you, you cannot run away from the lack of peace. I promise you, he'll show you. So this is not what God has intended for you. Be okay and willing to let that go. Because you don't want less than God's best for you. I promise you, you may think that that person that you're dating right now is like your best and your best and your best. And he's like, oh my gosh, I can't, see, I can't see my life without this person. But if it's not God's best, then it ain't the best for you. I'm telling you. And it may seem right, but is it God's best for you? It may seem seem good, but is it God's best? And so ultimately we always want God's best. So I think that should just be our daily prayer or our prayer whenever we're dating is, God, is this your best for me? Like, is, yeah, this might be something I desire. It's good. It's fun. But is this what you want for me? Because ultimately, if it is God's best, it's going to be so blessed. It's going to have so much favor. It's going to just totally make sense. And you're going to feel so peaceful and you want to be in a relationship that feels like that and that other people see that as well. So let that be your prayer and be willing to let go of this person if that's what God says for you. And I know that's not fun. I know that's hard. That's so much easier said than done, but I promise you it'll be worth it because when you get who God really has for you, you'll be like, oh, thank God me and that other person did not work out because now I see how good and how like favored this, this relationship is that God has blessed me with. And I'm so thankful that one didn't work out. So be willing to let go and say, God, if this is not what you want, then your will be done and your kingdom come. And I will be willing to let it go and lay it down at the foot, at your feet, at the cross and be willing and okay to say that. I know it's scary to do, but promise you it's worth it number eight again is just projecting past hurts onto the next person not being healed fully from the past is essentially what i was saying earlier is when you're dating too quickly is that oftentimes we're so wounded we're not healed that we are just projecting all these past hurts and wounds and all these things you're not healed you still have trauma you might have still open wounds or or or, um uh what is the word i'm looking for Mm, I can't think of it, but basically you're not just healed. So like I was just saying, take time to heal because just because your ex did that, or just because someone in the past did that to you does not mean this other person will do that. And so oftentimes we can end up ruining or tarnishing or hurting the other person by constantly projecting and being like, well, my ex did this. So you're going to do that. And they're like that, but I'm not your ex. Like what the heck? And again, it's not to say that when you're dating someone like those old wounds, sometimes they do pop up. And if you're dating the right person, they'll tend to that very well. And they'll be very sensitive because they'll know your old triggers. They'll know your old wounds and they'll be very sweet. And they'll know the old triggers to be like, Hey, let me make sure I'm not opening up those triggers. Let me make sure that I'm not or purposely opening up those old wounds and trying to hurt you. If you're dating the right person, they should try to avoid that but sometimes those things do pop up and you want to make sure that you the person you're dating is aware of that so that they know what to avoid and like what triggers you and all that stuff. But if you're not healed and this keeps popping up over and over, I've talked to old friends where they were dating someone and they came to me and they were like, she keeps saying, I'm going to do this. She keeps saying this. She keeps like bringing up the past and saying like, I'm going to hurt her like her ex did when he's like, I'm not even doing that. And that's a prime example of just like, how not being healed can really ruin and tarnish potentially a good thing because you're just not healed. And so I do think counseling or therapy or just, you know, talking to someone about it is really, really important to be healed from that. Okay, number nine is posting them too soon and posting about the relationship on Instagram, like all everywhere and just having no privacy and real intimacy with the person. I've seen a lot of people do this where they post the relationship very, very early on and you're like, oh, how long have y'all been dating? They're like, a month. And you're like, oh, <laughs> at least for me, like, when I'm dating, I'm not gonna post the person for a very, very long time just because my life is public and I just know that people are very invested into my relationships and my dating and what I'm doing. And sometimes it's kind of frustrating because I'm just like, dang, like there's no privacy here. And I really want to have a privacy where people aren't giving their opinions and they're not throwing in their their thoughts and like, oh, you're doing this wrong or he's doing this wrong or why are you doing that? Like, I wanna know this person for my own before introducing him to the world. And so I think sometimes people, they're posting their relationship way too much. Like they're almost trying to prove something. They're trying to show I'm so in love and I'm not da Like that's awesome. I'm really happy if you're happy. And I don't think there's anything wrong with posting the relationship, but at some level, there needs to be some sort of privacy, some sort of intimacy with just you and the person. Because sometimes I think that people feel like they need to prove that their relationship is so amazing and so awesome and so healthy that everyone needs to know. I can think of some influencers that do this actually where I'm like, okay, we get it. Like you're in love. You're in a new relationship. You're healthy, blah, blah, blah. Like we freaking get it. Now, again, if someone's doing it like in the beginning and like every now and then, that's awesome. But there's some people that really you can tell they're like trying to prove it and there's just no privacy and you're just like this is just this is just too much like I feel like I'm literally like a third wheel in your relationship because you just keep posting about it you know what I mean so just be careful not to post the person too early on until you know and you feel really secure that this relationship is heading down the right route because I know for me like I've had public breakups and then it was just like awkward later being like oh my gosh like Now I gotta delete the post and now I gotta like retract what I was saying and da da da. It's like, it's just kind of awkward to be honest. So for me, at least going forward, I wanna be very careful and not rush into posting this person. And I think it's just wisdom just to wait a little bit until you know for sure this relationship is secure and steady and healthy, and you really know who this person is before you announce them, before people's opinions and all that stuff. But again, do not date in isolation. Let like your true friends in real life, they know they know this person. But social media may not need to know this person yet. Number 10 is entertaining non-committal people. So this is a common dating mistake because a lot of times people are just dating flaky non-committal, you know, people that are playing games because they're liking the comfort of it. They're liking just having someone to text. They're liking having having someone just to make out with or FaceTime or someone tell tell them they're pretty or just someone to Snapchat every single day. But it's like, what is that good for? Like you're playing games, you're there's no real commitment. It's just like uh you're just like in this fake relationship. It's like a faux relationship. And then again, if that person ends up breaking up with you or leaving, they're not actually they can't break up with you because you're not even dating. It's like those friendationships where the boundaries are so crossed and blurred, and there's like we're not boyfriend, girlfriend, but we like each other, but we're still flirting and we're texting every single night and we're Snapchatting, and he's telling me I'm pretty and we're going on quote unquote dates. And then he starts dating someone else or maybe you start dating someone else and then they get really, really hurt. And you're like, wait, why? Like we weren't dating, but y'all essentially were dating. Like you were acting like you're a boyfriend and girlfriend. Like y'all were playing the game. You were playing house. You were playing the part. So it's like, don't be surprised if someone gets hurt. And so I just don't think that's wise. I don't think guys and girls can be best friends. I don't think y'all should be hanging out every single day. I don't think you should be texting every single day. I don't think you should be flirting. Like only if you're trying to lead down the path of dating and marriage, great. But apart from that, I just don't think that's wise. I think there's just boundaries and and lines that are being super blurred and crossed, and it hurts. It kind of hurts. And again, the foundationships they suck. Like the in-between stage is never fun. And so if you feel like you're in that, ask the person for clarity. Hey, do you want to date me? Do you see this moving somewhere? What do you think about this? Are we, is this going to go somewhere? If not, I would end it. I, I truly would because it's not fun because if you're in that Say the right person does come along, you can't date that right person because you're still clinging onto this foundation chip and the blurry line and the playing games. And so, clarity is kindness. Dating with intentionality, purpose, kindness is something that I always preach. I've had other people say this to me, and it's so true. And it's just, it keeps things clear. It removes the gray area. It removes kind of like the what is this? What are we? Da, da, da. Like, it makes it very clear, black and white. And I think that's just wise to do in dating. And so, don't entertain the flaky, dusty, crusty back and forth people that are playing games. Like if you don't feel like this person is all in, if you feel like, eh, they keep get, like ghosting me, there's mixed signals. They probably ain't it. I'm telling you like there shouldn't be the mixed signals. And that's usually your no, like mi- mixed signal is typically no. So just, I know that's like hard to hear, but it's the truth. And I've seen that within my own life. Like, there was this one guy I can specifically think of that constantly we went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And eventually I was like, this is dumb. Like, what are we doing? Like, I'm not doing this mixed signal in between half and half thing anymore because it blurred lines. It got my feelings all wrapped up. It was confusing. And finally I was like, we're not doing this anymore. I'm sorry. And then I was able to move on very, very quickly and date other people without feeling like I was, like, feeling bad for – uh kind of being attached to him and also going on dates see what I'm saying just keep it clear don't have the weird blurred mixed lines and if this person's playing games with you then you have the right to say hey like what are we and if they can't clarify it for you then you have the right to say I'm moving forward like I'm looking for a commitment and if you're not then you're not my person sorry like you know good luck but I'm gonna be moving forward Number 11 is within dating is gossiping about your partner, significant other versus actually confronting them. Now, again, with this one, I think there is, again, discernment because sometimes you do need to go to your friends or wise people and be like, hey, what do you think about this? And you're not gossiping. You're just trying to be like genuinely like I see this person struggling with this or they have this addiction. Like, what do I do? First of all, don't date some, don't date someone with an addiction. I promise you it does not end well, but there's discernment and wisdom within being like, hey, what do you think about this versus just straight up gossiping and dogging on your partner and not going to that person. Oftentimes, a lot of people go straight to other people first versus going to the person that actually like hurt them and that they have the actual issue with. I think it's super healthy within a relationship to just have the healthy, open communication and boundaries to just be like, yo, like this should be a safe place to where we can come to each other at any point and be like. This really hurt me. This bothered me. What do you think about this? What are your thoughts on this? Or, hey, I really see this issue or, hey, what you said last night really hurt my feelings. That's confronting and dealing with it and having healthy conflict versus going to someone being like, I can't believe Steve said this to me. And then them being like, well, have you told Steve yet? And then they're like, well, no. And it's like, well, maybe you should go tell Steve. I don't know where I got the name Steve from, but that was the first name that popped in my mind. See what I'm saying? If there is something that maybe you've confronted the person about and they're not willing to listen or respect it, that's when you can maybe bring in community and bring in second opinions. And that's also biblical and scriptural. I think that's in like Matthew 25 or Matthew 26 about that. And so just be careful about that as well, about not just gossiping about your person and actually trying to go straight to the person and dealing with it with them, because that is the source of the problem, right? That's the source that hurts you. So be careful about gossiping about your person. You guys, this is the last one. And I also want to hear what yours are on the happy and healthy Instagram page when we post about this. I want to hear what your common dating mistakes are because maybe there's some that I miss. And I hate when I go back and I listen to my podcast. And I'm like, dang, I should have added that. But I'm interested to hear what yours are. Leave them in the comments down below on the YouTube video. But this is going to be the last one. Not setting boundaries and establishing them early. Now, this is scriptural as well. I think there's a verse that says in Proverbs where there is lack of vision the people perish. So if you and this person you start dating and you've not established what are our physical boundaries, you know what what are we doing here? You're going to fail most likely. When I'm dating, I really want to know right off the bat, like, are you waiting for marriage? What are your boundaries within kissing? What are your boundaries within like sexuality and purity? And I just think not establishing that is just going to cause you guys to fall. So establishing that I'm very, very early on is very healthy. In my opinion, I've seen it work. I think it works. I've seen it work for other couples. And so I just think having a boundary is very healthy. Even boundaries within talking about marriage, when you're very early on in the relationship, I don't think it's wise to be talking about marriage already being like, when are we going to get married? What's our date? How many babies are we having? You know, like, what size ring am I going to get? Where? Like, where's our wedding venue? All that stuff. That can come, obviously, as the relationship is progressing and you know this as your person. Other people see that this is a good person. Then, like, y'all know, like, okay, yeah, like, I do want to get married to this person. And then you start eventually talking about it. But in the beginning, I just don't think it's wise to cross those boundaries with an intimacy. Like I said, uh, emotional boundaries, faith boundaries as well, but especially physical boundaries. You want to establish those on very, very early on, because if that person over here is like, I want to have sex before marriage. And you're like, I don't, that ain't your person because your boundaries do not line up. And that's your boundary and this person's trying to push that boundary, that's also not your person. That's a very unhealthy person that does not respect you. And so they keep pushing that boundary that's not someone you want to be with. And so I just think having boundaries is so, so important. And again, I've talked about this in my last podcast. Dr. Henry Cloud is incredible about talking about boundaries. Look him up. He has tons of resources, podcasts, books, tons of things regarding boundaries within dating, friendship, work, marriage, All that stuff and just boundaries in general. So definitely look that up. Okay, so those are my 12, I think that was 12, 12 common dating mistakes that I see. What are your thoughts? What do you guys think? Do you agree with me? Do you disagree with me? Sound off in the comments and also on the happy and healthy Instagram. I hope this was helpful and just kind of gave you guys some more wisdom and stuff. Again, I've seen these in my own life. I've done some of these as I've been dating. I'm 27 now. Like I know now what to do and what not to do. I've just seen this within my own friends and my own community. I've had other people correct me in these things. I've listened to source resources, podcasts, books, tons of dating stuff. So I really do think that these are wise. And if you don't agree with me, that's okay. Like totally, that's totally fine. But I'm just trying to look out for you guys. I really want the best for you. I want your dating and your marriage and everything that you're doing to just thrive. And so I really hope you guys will take these to heart and think about them, pray about them, discuss these with your friends and be like, yo, listen to this podcast. What do you think about this? And you guys can discuss it together. But before I end this podcast, I just really quickly want to feature a voice memo from a lovely, lovely listener. Her name is Julie. She sent this in to me and I thought it was so sweet. So I wanted just to end on this and then we'll close out the podcast
1: hello Janine my name is Julie Gray and I just had to come on here and tell you how extremely thankful I am for how connected you are to your followers the other day you posted something on your story and I just replied to it thinking you were never gonna see it but like two minutes later you replied to it and I was like yeah no big deal Janine Amapola just texted me back like yeah it's fine no it wasn't a big deal I was freaking out Um, but it really just got me thinking how you humble yourself, like to me, at least, and I'm sure other followers, like you are an influencer, but when you just do those simple things by like reposting our story and your story or replying to DMs, like it is truly impactful. So I just wanted to come on here and say a huge thank you for that and not being an influencer to us, but being a friend and a sister in Christ, I I am wishing you the absolute biggest blessing on your personal life your work life and your spiritual work
0: so cute Julie thank you so much I love that that like made me like so happy and just so warm I love when you guys send those in and thank you so much Julie I really do try to respond to you guys a ton on my Instagram I really try to connect with you guys I really try to show you like I'm a normal girl like I'm just like y'all and of course I might have a platform or whatever but I love helping y'all. I love communicating. I love hearing from you guys. I love the DMs. I read them a ton. I try to respond a ton. So I do see you guys as my friends, and that's why I made this podcast, is just to help y'all to be a friend, to be an older sister, a bigger sister, a friend that just gives you guys advice. So thank you so much, you guys, always for listening, for supporting, for donating monthly if you do. And you guys mean the world to me. Thank you so, so, so much. I'll have a guest next week for an amazing episode. So stay tuned for that. I'll see you guys next Tuesday. Have an amazing day, and peace out, girls Scout. Bye, guys. I don't know.